Welcome to another episode of the Finding Your Healthy Weight podcast. I am your host, Louis Pady, and thank you very much for checking in. And today's episode is something that should be very useful for a lot of people. It's often a starting point, and that is how to calculate your calories. And if you've listened to the previous episodes, then you'll know why this is so important. If you haven't, then I suggest checking them out. Um, because this is a really good place to understand and how to start and really get the foundations of losing weight in place. So today's topics, we will be covering the things you need to understand about calorie calculators, because there's a lot of misconceptions around them. Um, there's a lot of variety and there's a lot of options out there to use. And hopefully we'll be able to discuss some of the pros, cons, limitations, and hopefully give you a better idea of which ones to use or what to look out for. Secondly, we will be looking at the best calorie calculator to use to calculate your calories for you. And then last of all, we'll be looking at how often you should be evaluating or reviewing your calories or adjusting if you need to. But first of all, we shall start with what you need to understand about calorie calculators. And what we discussed in the last episode around sort of uh, TEF, thermic effect of feeding, BMR, which is your base metabolic rate, and TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. Those terms will be really useful during this episode as well, as we'll mainly be discussing BMR and TDEE, but um, it's useful to have a grasp or understanding of what they actually are. So first of all, things that you need to understand is that there's lots of options out there. Some of the popular ones are the Katch-McArdle equation, Cunningham formula, the Mifflin uh, formula as well, the revised Harris-Benedict equation as well. And they're pretty much doing the same thing, but often use different methods to get to the end result. And they will all give you different answers. And even though they will require you to put in the same information, which is often age, height, sex, and weight, some of them may require you to use or, or get an, um, a reading for your lean body mass or fat mass equation. And they will often give you a range of results. And sometimes that can be quite drastic. And in some instances, I've seen it that using the same information input into each equation can lead up to a 500 calorie difference or output. So if you take that for an individual, that could be the difference between them losing a good amount of weight each week or potentially gaining a little bit of weight each week, depending on which equation they've used. And remembering that these all calculate your BMR. So as we are looking to try and get to, to a deficit level, the wise way to go about it would be to calculate your BMR, times it by your activity factor, and then that should equal your TDEE which is your total daily daily energy expenditure, which is basically the amount of calories that you need to maintain your current body weight. And then we take a percentage off that. All sounds very confusing, but hopefully this episode should be able to clarify why we do these things or why they make, make a difference. And then a simple workaround for you as well. Another thing to remember is that these are all guesstimates. Like I said, the different equations will give you different outputs none of these are 100% accurate or can be very, very unlikely that they're 100% accurate to you. So taking it with a pinch of salt, using it as a starting point, and then monitoring your progress with those amount of calories when you calculate your TDEE, 
or your calorie deficit, so your um, the percentage off that TDEE. Then reviewing that after a couple of weeks and seeing in a ballpark figure if you're happy with progress, if you want quicker progress and dropping your calories a bit more, if you're feeling a bit restricted with the amount of food that you're having and find it hard to stick to, then maybe upping your calories a little bit more and fine tuning that to you. And this is why often it can be quite useful to someone else to take this on board for you and get a coach on board. Um, but remembering that there is only as accurate as informa information that you're putting in. So making sure that you know your height, you know your current body weight, you know your age, you know which sex you are. And then this is where I'd probably stay away from formulas that um, ask for sort of lean body mass readings because getting that information probably isn't really available for a lot of people and can be quite inaccurate as well. And for example, if we were tiling a floor or a wall and we guesstimated, right, it's about this wide, it's this height, we might need this many tiles, it's going to be probably quite an accurate way of getting the right amount of tiles to fit that wall or fit that space. So making sure we've got as best information as we can um, to input into those equations as well. So with understanding that your the calculations will give you a rough estimate of your BMR, so if we take that information and say it's not 100% accurate, the next stage is to multiply it by your activity factor. And this is based on how active you perceive your day-to-day -to, -day to be. And again, people may interpret this as being different things, but it varies from 1.2, which is quite a sedentary job, not very active outside of that, to extremely active, potentially training twice a day, um, which would be multiplying by two. So again, there's another inaccuracy there. And this is again why I always suggest picking a number and reviewing progress is probably the best way to do it because sticking to this number and expecting a definite outcome, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. So getting a rough idea of what your day-to-day -day looks like, and again, that might vary day-to-day -day for you, and maybe taking a rough average, so you might have days where you're really active and then somewhere you're less active, depending on what you're doing, then taking an average of what that looks like. And if you're looking to lose weight, I'd probably go more on towards the lower end rather than the higher end, because that means that we're probably going to have a slightly lower output. And when we take some off that to get into our calorie deficit, it means that we've been slightly conservative with that, which means we're more likely to be in a calorie deficit. What we don't want to do is overshoot it, calculate a calorie deficit, and then we'll be in at maintenance. It'll take us a couple of weeks to sort of realize that with us hoping that weight is going to suddenly drop one week. So what I'd probably do is knock down maybe, or if you're definitely on sedentary end, uh, sedentary end um, very few people will be towards the upper end, especially if you work a normal day like myself, um, there might be limited um, opportunities for movement and things. So being a bit more conservative with that estimation. So from that, once you've sort of multiplied it and they go up in 1.2, 1.4, 1.6, 1.8 .1 and 2.0, and that's sort of on a scale from not, not very active to really active. And really active would be like a, a manual laboring job all day and then potentially training on top of that um, or an elite athlete. So most people probably towards the lower end of that. Once you've got that figure there, then that would be your TDEE, which is your sort of calories that you need for maintenance of your current weight with your current lifestyle. From that, what I do is take about a 20 to 30% deficit, so times it by 0.7 or 0.8, and 
that should give you a good place to start with your dieting calories. That is a lot of work and it's quite hard to follow just over a podcast. There are things uh, I'll be putting more stuff out on the website, for example, on how to actually use these calculations. But before we get to that bit, hopefully the next bit should clarify that, which what is the best calculator to use? So a bit of a shameless plug here that I've got a calorie calculator on my website, which I'd highly recommend. The only reason I've got it on there is because it's useful. And I really believe in actually having tools that are really useful for people. It's a simple five-step process that will take less than 60 seconds. All you have to have is the data for your, your sex, your age, your height in centimeters, your weight in kilograms, and then your activity level, which is, there's a sort of guide on there as well to help you get a feel for that. So it'll give you a rough description of what lightly active, moderately active, active or very active sort of roles are and it will take you less than a minute to figure it out simply press the button saying calculate your calorie intake and it'll give you a guide at the bottom which will give you some weight loss sort of guesstimates for your calories hopefully aiming for one to two pounds per week of weight loss it'll give you a maintenance and it'll give your weight gain calories and i'll do a totally separate episode on weight gain because that can be a really useful tool if we're looking to recomp to do a recomposition phase and that would be gaining muscle and what we what we'd look to do there is have slightly higher calories but it'd be mainly focused around your training discussion for another day as we know we're here to calculate your calories for dieting but something to look out for in the future but yes you can go find calculators elsewhere like i said they're all very much of a muchness if you go to the link in my bio um, or the link in the podcast description or the weightlosscollective.co.uk it should pull you through to the calorie calorie calculator page which will literally take you 60 seconds to find out how many calories to sort of start with review your progress and hopefully that should be a good starting point for you this um, and also as well i should just point out i know which equation it uses i'm not going to plug which equation it is because it doesn't really matter but if people really want to know they can message me and i'll tell you there's no real secret around it but what i don't want to say is that this equation is the best that's why i'm using it could have used any equation here, but hey-ho. Anyway, how often should you be evaluating your calories? And this sort of links in nicely to the next episode, which we're going to be talking about sort of monitoring your progress. And one thing that I would do is give this time. So picking a number and sticking to it and making sure that you're fairly consistent with it, not necessarily on the money every time not to the single calories again we know there's inaccuracy of labels and things that we'll discuss later on in the episodes i'm sure but ballpark figure say if it comes out at 2645 calories for example we're going to say right i'm going to aim for 2600 2700 calories per day and we'll discuss protein very soon as well and hopefully be able to set that up and talk about the benefits of that and those are probably the two measures that i'd use to monitor dieting progress there's other things that we'd measure as well but to start with getting your calories getting your protein set which we'll discuss in a later episode but using the calculator and within 100 or so calories of those you can go slightly under fantastic but don't hold yourself to that exact number because like i said it's all a guesstimate it's all the best guess and use an individual might have a slightly more active day might have a slightly less active day and that will mean a slight difference in your calories burnt for that day and therefore whether the deficit is larger smaller or non-existent so i'd often review progress every four to six weeks that gives you enough time which we'll discuss in the next episode 
especially for females around a menstrual cycle, which is really important, especially weight fluctuations throughout the month. So it gives us time to sort of counteract that and get a good starting point and then review it, hopefully at the same point in the cycle afterwards and hopefully have been dieting for that period. So we have to see if there's been physical progress. There's lots of other things that I'd measure along there. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't really need to adjust your calories that much. So I'll give you an example here. So put some numbers together, mainly based around sort of my height and age, um, and I picked nice numbers to work with. So 30-year-old male, and he's 189 centimetres tall, and let's say he starts at 100 kilos, and he's going to go down to 90 kilos, which is 22 pounds or 10 kilos worth of weight loss. Using that calorie calculator, his TDEE, or his maintenance calories, are between 2,700 to 2,900. Again, a bit of a boundary there. After 10 kgs of weight loss, his calories will be between 2,000, just under 2,600, and just below 2,800. So there's about 100, 120, 140 calories worth of drop there. So a smaller person will burn less calories which we know uh, as people lose weight, they are gonna burn less calories because there's less of them to move, which means they can, they're gonna need less energy to move themselves. And then when we're more active, again, that sort of count, when we're multiplying that by an activity factor and things, then that smaller person at a smaller weight will have a smaller um, calorie burn for that session. So it will reduce slightly, but for example, 100 to 150 calories say that's 10 kilos which is about just under a stone and a half worth of weight loss 22 pounds which is quite a lot so if you're losing 10 uh, two pounds a week one to two pounds per week so that's 22 10 to 10 to 20 weeks worth of weight loss and your estimated calorie intake might reduce by 100 150 calories so that might eat into a good chunk of your calorie deficit we might say you know TDE is going to be 2,500. I'm going to drop that to 2,000 and go fairly decent deficit and go 2,000 calories. That's a 500 calorie deficit. Over weight loss over time, say I drop that 10 kilos and it's 100 or so calories, I'm still going to be in a 300 odd calorie deficit. Um, I know these are rough figures I'm throwing around lots of numbers, but hopefully it's just demonstrated that actually your calories don't need to be reviewed. That often the only reason I would review them is to check that you're making suitable progress for your goals and what you want. If you're happy making progress that way, that if you, for example, are losing a pound or two pounds a week, one to two pounds per week, sorry, um, and you're happy with that progress, if you consistently lose that and it'll slowly start to stave off or start to flatline, over a very long period of time, that those calories will probably still serve you well within three to six months. Yes, you might wanna drop slightly lower at points, you might wanna maintenance phase and all these things that we'll discuss in other episodes. But my main point is, is that you don't need to review them every week. You don't need to keep putting in your new body weight and going, right, so what's my new TDE? And then calculating your deficit off it. You can, but it won't be much of a difference. You might per week be something like five or ten calories difference if that which is note which is negligible and then we've got all the things about digestion absorption of calories food labeling accuracies all these types of things your inaccuracies with measuring calories or measuring portions or all these things so 
you don't need to measure them that often. You might need to review them if you've stagnated, you're not making progress, but then we might have a look at things that maybe you're not being as active as you think you are, maybe you're not tracking as accurately as you think you are, and there's other things to consider there as well. But I shall leave it there for now, as hopefully we have covered the three things today, which were things you need to understand about calorie ca calculators and the limitations, pros and cons of them, what the best calorie calculator to use is, and that is the one at theweightlosscollective.co.uk or using the link in my bio on Instagram um, to get access to that there, which is completely free and it'll take 60 seconds. All you need is that five bits of data. And then also how often you should be reviewing your calories, which hopefully I've demonstrated isn't very often at all. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Um, thank you very much for your time. Hope you're enjoying these topics. If you do have any topics, please reach out and let me know if you want anything covering immediately as I have lots of things planned, but it's more important that I'm delivering content that people actually want to hear rather than I, what I think is going to be best. Um, please check me out on all social media, social media channels at weight loss collective and at the weight loss collective, oh, sorry, at weightlosscollective.co.uk is the website and weight loss collective on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for checking in and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you.